0: Bienvenidos al podcast Vida de la Iglesia Restauración. <laughs> Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. This episode, no, you are not speaking in tongues or hearing in tongues. Well, actually, they are kind of hearing kind in of, tongues. Yeah, yeah. but uh, if you did not understand that, you have not been given the gift of tongues. <laughs> uh, The Restoration Church Life podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church and the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. And uh, This episode is brought to you by Jesus the Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one of whom is returning soon enough and may we see Him and savor Him today. So this episode is brought to you, or this episode is going to be talking to the one, the only,
1: <laughs>
0: Alejandro Molero, yep. the otherwise, what I sometimes call the bishop of the Latino church in America. Oh, yeah, yay. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about Iglesia Biblica Sublime Gracia. There you go. So many of you know that Restoration Church has a Spanish baby, Spanish-speaking baby. Yeah. Some of you don't. Alejandro, say hello. Welcome, the listeners. Um, say hello in Spanish. Say, yeah, say, well, give, them a, give them some sound of your Spanish voice. Yeah.
1: Buenos dias, buenas tardes, or buenas noches, depending on how, what time you're listening to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Welcome, brother. Thanks for giving us some time. So uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of walk through your life, your ministry, this community, mm-hmm. and, uh, and how, forgot to mention this to you, how Restoration Church is supporting your work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot. So, all right, here we go, jumping on in. Alejandro, give us just a brief history of your
1: story. So, you were born where? Were you born in Alabama? Uh, No, I was not. (laughs) I was born in sunny Venezuela back in 1975. Um, What When's your birthday? On August the 12th. Yeah, so I'm older than you. uh, Just a few months. (laughs) (laughs) By two months, three months. Yeah, and I was born um, in August in Barcelona, Venezuela. Barcelona. Uh, Son to Sonia and Alfredo, both uh, college uh, professors, and uh, he is a professor in math. She was a teacher in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot how to teach and how to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And became Christian, or God brought brought me to Him when I was eleven through the message of two ladies who were supporting the, the church plant in that little village in Barcelona. Hmm. And they were giving us some cookies and sodas in the middle of our baseball game. Mm. Uh, and, and they were giving us a message. I, was, I wasn't interested th- th- on that so time. So you were watching the game or playing the game? I was playing the game. I and was, they come up to you while you're playing, and like, hey, listen, let me tell yeah, you about Jesus. We yeah, got some sodas, yeah, drink yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. They, they were teaching us English. They were giving us some cookies and sodas. I wasn't interested in the message at that time. But eventually I knew that they were giving us the message of the gospel um, and entertaining us with cookies and soda. So eventually um, I understood the gospel, started to attend that little church, and eventually the Lord convinced me of my sin and I repented of my sin and became a Christian and started to learn the Bible and meeting with uh, with the church, you were baptized Sunday. after that in that little church. Baptized when I was 11, surrounded to Christ. Uh, since then, Amen. Yeah.
0: Praise the Lord. And you were uh, what? Give me just give them a sample quickly of the jobs you did before you became a pastor, or even
1: while you were a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> uh, I was a supervisor in a um, cement factory for 17 years. Hey, Thornton would want you to call that concrete. Yeah. Well, yeah, not actually concrete. Uh, It was just a mix. Yeah, cement. Um, But yes, for 17 years, I was um, working in that factory while I was a pastor in in IBM, which was my former church in Venezuela. Then in 2009, I became a full-time pastor because the missionary who was planting the church had to uh, be redeployed to Spain. So he left me in there, but I needed more training. I came here to the state in 2010 to do an internship in CHBC and then went back for six more years um, full-time since uh, 2011 to 2016. When I came here uh, because restoration called us to plant Spanish speaking church in Columbia Heights.
0: Good. So you were, you got saved by the grace of God at age 11. Correct. Right? You were, uh, you. We were baptized in that little church, grew yeah. up, trained, you became a concrete supervisor in a plant there, factory. Mm. You met
1: your princess. Yes, yeah, personal Miss Universe. <laughs> personal That's Miss Universe. The Venezuelans, Venezuelan women are famous for being a Miss Universe, <laughs> and I married one of them. <laughs> yes, you did. And you have how many children? Uh, we have two. Rebecca is uh, 23 years old, and Benjamin is 19 and they are precious uh, to us yeah they're good good faithful labors and the work of the yes, church they are. yes <laughs> they
0: are wonderful encouragements to me and so many others so before we jump into kind of what you're doing here mm-hmm. Um, you were a pastor in
1: IBM for how many years? 17 years? 17 years. Yeah, yeah. And There in Venezuela, was that in Caracas? No, no, it was in Lecheria. I just mm. like saying that word, Caracas. Caracas is the capital city. Yes. So everybody that's... knows Caracas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not where you were. No, uh, that's the capital city. And we were like three hours east and that was a little church we planted in 2001. Yeah and we were like six elders and started like doing the work that we had to do and the the churches is still functioning uh, struggling with this madness that is going on in Venezuela but it's still going faithful to the gospel preaching good word and and they're still going
0: that's another podcast for another day but yeah do pray for Venezuela you'll notice Restoration Church we regularly will pray for the nation of Venezuela and that's in many ways because Alejandro is often broken yeah. over his home country and he tells me about it and it reminds me to pray for them because they're in a lot of need down there. You planted a church out of there, you pastored a church down there, mm-hmm. you eventually made your way up to that up here in the states. We'll talk about why in a second, but briefly just tell them not only, we're going to spend the most of our time talking about your work as a pastor of IBSG, okay. but briefly share with them what you do with the North American Mission Board.
1: Yeah, because last year um, IBSG wasn't self-sustainable yet, so I had to go and look for another part-time. But the North American Mission Board uh, came to me asking me to do some work for them in um, fostering relationship between churches and existing churches, uh, 16, uh, existing Spanish-speaking churches in the mainly in the Maryland-Delaware, D.C. area. So we could plant more Spanish-speaking churches in the Northeast. So you're not gonna like my title in there, but they call me a champion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're a champion in my eyes, Alejandro. I'm
1: a a champion, that's my (laughs) official title. But basically I'm in charge of uh, assessing new planters fostering new churches and strengthening relationship between churches so they could plant new churches Spanish speaking churches Spanish church- yeah, speaking yeah. churches Baptist churches. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You also spend a lot of time training pastors in the DMV yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, right.
1: I have a network of 25 pastors uh, which belong to the BCMD which is the Baptist Convention in Maryland and Delaware and we're meeting once a month uh, the last month uh, the last Saturday of every month in the night, in the evening, uh, 8 p.m., so we could pray for each other and, you know, hanging out for pastors and caring for each other um, and praying, so we could be more a family of churches instead of independent uh, churches.
0: Yeah, and you told me something years ago that I've never forgotten, and ever since you told it to me, I've, I kind of can't help but see it now, and namely that spanish-speaking the latino world was kind of late to the ideas of the reformation and namely that kind of recovery of the true gospel and so therefore the, the 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 much of your work is spent with those pastors to try to help them understand their Bibles better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, one of the things that I'm trying to do is getting them with uh, expository preaching skills. What does that mean, expository preaching? <laughs> Helping them to preach faithfully the Bible. Yeah. Uh, not only explaining the text, but also applying the text to the congregation. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, training for pastors in the Latino context is hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to find good books in Spanish. Not all of them are bilingual, and uh, and good sound theology is hard to find in Spanish-speaking context. Mm-hmm. So it's getting better, though. It's getting better, yeah. yeah. Because uh, you know the gospel only got to Latin America probably a hundred years ago, uh, and what we're what I'm trying to do is is helping them to identify uh, good books, good resources, good preachers, and good uh, um, sources where they can trust and they will know how to in, in, interpret the Bible and how to apply it to the congregation, being faithful to the text. Yeah, That's what I'm, what I'm trying to do with, with the pastors, with the local pastors.
0: Yeah, that's good. All right, well, that tells us a little bit of about you, who you are, where you're from, a little bit about what you're doing with the North, North American Mission Board. Mm-hmm. But the main aspect of your work, which all those other guys are looking into, mm-hmm. um, is your work as a pastor uh, who has planted a church for IBSG, here. correct. Yeah, Spanish-speaking church here in Washington, D.C. So give me just a thumbnail history of IBSG. First off, what is IBSG?
1: IBSG stands for Iglesia Biblica Sublime Gracia, which is the Restoration Hispanic Baby. <laughs> and It's our baby. Yeah, and we were... Uh, it means
0: Amazing Grace Bible Church. Correct. correct yep. you got okay.
1: So um, in 2016, we came here uh, for the invitation of Restoration Church to to plant spanish speaking church in Columbia heights um, i was in venezuela came to visit like a mission trip in 2014 exactly in the middle of december that cold <laughs> it December was so
0: cold that's there that. was intense which was good because yeah. we were like listen <laughs> yeah if you're gonna leave venezuela I just want to let you know <laughs> yeah. this is what it's like yeah. here and
1: that was freezing. yeah <laughs> yeah but the other option was calgary alberta so we came <laughs> yeah. here it's a better of two <laughs> options yeah yeah and and we knew from day one that the, um, the relationship with restoration was a blessing to us in the way that they were looking for faithful, um, Pastor who was experienced and bilingual in sound and not yeah. so crazy. Yes, and they maybe it's a little
0: bit crazy. Yeah, Uno, yeah. Uh, un poquito loco. <laughs> un poco loco. <laughs> poco loco.
1: Uh, but the the relationship through CHBC through the other network and and relationship they were all in in board. So we were
0: yeah, we found you through yeah. some similar networks. Correct. correct. Yeah. So, so we, we were looking for a. You know, a, a kind of a healthy ecclesiologically minded, yeah. bilingual speaking church pastor yeah. that was willing to move to Washington DC <laughs> that had a robust understanding of the gospel. Yeah,
1: experience and bilingual <laughs> Man, There's a-
0: one of them and we found them. Man, that's we the needle. N- that's
1: the needle in the farm. <laughs> <laughs> in the, not even in the haystack. No. So we found you. You
0: came and you did yeah. a one-year residency with our church.
1: Correct in Restoration Church. Yep. Reading book, uh, writing a lot of papers, and mm. doing some to, uh, good stuff. And even I got to preach twice in Restoration yep. in Spanish. You can look <laughs> it's those sermons. It, bi- it had a translator yeah, for the record. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you
0: that, were meeting other people. You meeting decided, other we, put people. You, we put you in even some counseling situations, Correct. and Correct. we made sure you were evangelizing the Correct. lost and. Correct. Helping and, you think through that, yeah. yeah.
1: And eventually you sent us, you commissioned us uh, in 2018, and we, and we covenanted as a church in March the 4th, 2018, in Columbia yeah. Heights. Yep. And that's one of the blessings of my life, one yeah. of the top five things that happened in yeah. my ministry, and still yep. happy and praising the Lord in one leg. For Amen. <laughs>
0: top five all-time life experience that day. I will never forget it, man. That was a sweet moment. So for you listeners of Restoration Church that are at the church, when you walk through that hall on that uh, upper floor in our building, you'll see a picture right there of uh, the covenanting service where they're reading the covenant together. Yeah. And you covenanted with 12 members. 12 members. And
1: yeah, yeah, that's a biblical number. (laughs) It's a biblical number. It's 12.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me why did we choose you know why do we choose this community why we're sitting here in columbia heights right in the dead center of the city Mm -hmm. of the nation's capital why why did we choose this place to plant a church a Spanish-speaking yeah, that's, church.
1: That's easy because this this is Hispanic downtown Times Square <laughs> uh, Here you can um, Man, you don't need English to live here in Columbia Heights. Mm. Uh, there are some stores uh, In the 14th Street that you can read in the in the door. Yeah. English is spoken. Yeah <laughs> So there are a bunch of Hispanics Concentrated here. They are located here even for work or living and they are everywhere here in Columbia Heights and and they are just living here and trying to stay, work and survive over here while they're earning a lot of, um, enough money to stay and send some money to their hometowns. And so
0: years ago when we studied, I don't know what it is now, but this was, gosh, this was probably, gosh, maybe a decade ago. Um... We were looking and we saw, I think it's something like 10,000 Spanish speakers or Latino background peoples in this part of the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's Sound about right? like the 10% of the population over here, but that's the legally head count. Oh, right. You so there's know, even more that don't course, get counted. Of course, they don't, some of them are not even visible to the authorities who count them. So the Which flavor, is another aspect of your ministry. Correct. correct. Yeah. The, the, the flavor of the city, especially in this neighborhood, is more than 50% is Latino.
0: Wow. More than 50% of Columbia Heights is Latino. Yeah, yeah, sure. And tell me, just give me a sampling of countries that our listeners would be familiar they with. Everywhere. they so everywhere. So a lot of El Salvadorians. A lot
1: of El Salvadorians. And there are like three of them under every stone. <laughs> Um, so, in
0: the 80s, there was a revolution or something happened in El Salvador, and a bunch of them were displaced here.
1: Yeah, because yeah. The, um, the consulate and the embassies nearby so the, there is a, like a sanctuary city, uh, region around embassies, and they can stay around the embassies without being persecuted. Yeah. So, so Salvadorians, Guatemalans, Hondurans, uh, most most of them are Central Americans. Uh, there are some Peruvians, Mexicans, and mm-hmm. some a lot of Colombians. Um, nowadays, a Any lot Venezuelans? of Venezuelans? Yeah, a lot of Venezuelans are coming okay. uh, every day, and yeah, mostly those are the nationalities.
0: Guatemalan, yeah, greatest, greatest coffee in the whole world. Uh, Chris Ambridge was kind enough to give me some. I didn't tell you this. I've been drinking it the last few days, and it still is the best coffee in the world. Yeah, our sister Alma will sometimes yeah. tell Alma. I haven't, I haven't received any coffee. I would be happy to receive it from her if she would be grateful to give it to me. Okay, so uh, tell me, what are these people like? What are their lives like in this community?
1: Yeah, they are. Um, Uber drivers they are uh, nannies a lot of nannies uh, we have two teachers who work in some, school, some schools uh, most of them are uh, food deliveries um, and lots of them are construction workers Okay. Uh, drywall roofing uh, yeah. that kind of uh, woodwork and they would do it for cheap uh, wedges yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, several of them are not legally uh, here so they are or even exploited or underpaid Mm -hmm. or they work with cash jobs Mm -hmm. they they don't even have a a bank account Mm -hmm. Uh, not all of them or several of them and that's why they need to work like 60 hours a week so they could earn enough to stay here and send some
0: so most of them are working six seven days a week
1: they're working seven, eight days a week. <laughs> they're working all the time. And, and that's hard to, to disciple them, to evangelize yeah, them. Because they're working and, and so much. And even share some hangout time with them. They, they're yeah. always
0: working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have, they're very, very busy. And what is it? So that kind of describes a little bit of their life, kind of how busy it is, how they don't have a lot of money. They're constantly having to work. How do they feel living here in the middle of America?
1: Yeah so some of them that are like assimilated to the system most of them I would say they feel they don't belong here yeah so they're they stay they stay here for maybe some years and they they would like to come back to their places yeah. but some of them especially those who are illegally here mm-hmm. or undocumented they feel like like they don't belong here they need to be silent whatever happens to them I was told that one of the ladies had to suffer in silence because she didn't she she, she couldn't call the police to sue anybody or to put a restriction order mm. or on a man who was harassing her. So they be, they they feel like they don't belong here and they're not welcome here and that's uh, that has some a lot of implications for the gospel. But that gives us a lot of opportunities to 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 share them a better kingdom, a better place to belong to.
0: Has that been? Uh, has that aspect of things been? Um, do you feel as though IBSG's work has been able to provide a kind of community, a yeah. home, yeah. where they feel like they are? They don't Absolutely. feel as much there. Absolutely, aliens. We're, we're
1: focusing our church in 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 providing a family for those who don't have. A relative here so we're a family for those who who want to come and we want to welcome them with, with a hug and with the with the uh, care of the gospel and showing them the love of christ that doesn't um discriminate in nationalities or uh, yeah. social status
0: amen yeah you guys the, the you know a number of times i get to worship with you guys once or twice a year and uh, every time i go there it's like i have been a member of their church for years. They're so kind, so sweet, so welcoming. And it's not, you know, of course, I can't hardly understand anything they're saying, but they're always so kind You're and welcoming. Improving. You're improving. Yeah, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But uh, the love of Christ is just so clear, brother, at IBSG. It is my, as I call it, my second favorite church on planet Earth, even though I can't understand most of what they're saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, such a sweet spirit. And, and some of the ways in which you engage these this community, right? You guys have done. Uh, you've gotten food from Panera, and you've mm-hmm. just stood out on the street corners and hand out food week after week after week to try right. to help them both uh, economically and socially and materially as well as spiritually, mm-hmm. praying for them. You've done cookouts, mm-hmm. you know, in the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Judah had the idea we went and delivered some food to them and prayed with them you remember yeah. doing that was yeah, that fun yeah, yeah I remember well other, I mean there are other things that you guys do on a yeah, regular during basis during
1: the pandemic we were giving away some 200 boxes every Saturday of food uh, grocery boxes that uh, McLean Church gave us uh, very sweetly and they gave us and that food uh, gave we were giving it to the poor to the needy yeah. and one of the ladies told us that the, she didn't know how to eat if if it wasn't for us, that we were given some food on uh, uh, a weekly basis. And
0: you were able to pray with them?
1: Yeah, pray with them. Contact them, them invite the them gospel. to church, yeah, share the gospel with not, them? Not, uh, probably two of them. Out of those 900 families, we yeah. knocked at um, yeah. the door for them, or they came to us. 900 families, um, exactly 957 different families, yeah. and only two of them came to the church. So yeah. we didn't do it for they are going to become members of right, the church. Right. We, we didn't because they were the face of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we didn't ask, we were doing it for Jesus. So we gave away like 10,000 of those little little grocery boxes. There's yeah. also,
0: you gave out clothing, you gave clothing, out I know and some jackets, of our church was donating stuff, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. jackets, yeah.
1: winter clothes, and food, shoes. Uh, Man, anything you can donate, we will receive it to spark a a gospel conversation with anyone.
0: Galatians 6.10, right? Do good to everyone especially the church, but do good to everyone. And you guys have been doing that, been able to to pray with folks, share the gospel with folks, and just serve people because there are people in need. Right. Um, and so tell me then about the people that come in. Tell me about the church, just the work of IBSG. You meet on Sunday morning. Well, first off, how many members do you have?
1: Now we have 37 members. 37 um, members? Yeah, five more on deck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Going through membership process. Yeah, Going through membership Good. process. We That's great. have
1: the membership uh, interviews this coming week, and we're going to have uh, in the first week on February. We're going we're to have a members meeting, Lord Willie, okay. to propose them to the congregation.
0: You meet on Sunday mornings, right over here, right in the middle of yeah. Capitol uh, yeah. Columbia Heights, correct? At National Memorial Baptist Church. Yes. Um, you meet there at what time? Nine to eleven. Nine to eleven in the morning. And does their services look similar? Do your services look similar to ours?
1: I agree. Yeah, I we'll would say yes. Uh, we sing, we preach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in Spanish, You work through books of the Bible when yeah, you preach? Yeah, we, we're preaching right now. We started a series on Hebrews, and we're going to be like six months on Hebrews. Uh, we sing classical and contemporary hymns. Yep. Um, we read the Bible. We pray a lot in the service, mm. uh, and we preach like 40 minutes to 50-minute sermons. Yep. And especially uh, helping uh, the congregation and the visitors to understand how the Bible teaches Christ in every page of the Bible. Amen.
0: Amen. Does IBSG have a mission statement? So We do. What is it? I don't even know if I know this. Of course you do. I do.
1: It's for the glory of Christ and the joy of His family.
0: The joy of His family. I love it. And so there will be, what, you know, 50, 60, 70 folks on a Sunday morning there. Yeah,
1: Yeah. probably last month, in the beginning of December, we had a top attendance of 62.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And there are a lot of uh, friends and visitors come in. Um, Basically, we have like an average attendance of 50, 55 people every Sunday.
0: Good. Excellent. And you have—you don't serve as a pastor alone. You have another elder with you.
1: Yeah, my brother Juan is... Uh, Juan Vega. Juan Vega is another... He is pastor. not
0: a Star Wars character, though his name
1: not, sounds like he not, it. He's he <laughs> not. He's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is Juan Vega. Juan Vega. One and only Colombian sweet brother. The sweetest guy in the world. He is. Um, and he's my right hand... Married
0: to t- one of the sweetest women in the world.
1: Yeah, Diana is um, the sweetest we actually which actually they couldn't meet if we didn't plant how about this that church. how
0: yeah. about that yeah so. Woo! not only are we planting churches man we're <laughs> making marriages happen <laughs> we're a dating service that leads to marriage there
1: you go. <laughs> across
0: two two languages English <laughs> and Spanish
1: anyway yeah they are sweet to us and he is a so, vocational as well he spy. but he bears a lot of burden in the church
0: yeah yeah, he preaches, he prays, he counsels, he, preaches, he does preaches, all the work of a pastor.
1: Yeah, he preaches like every once a month or one every two months, depending on his schedule. He's very busy. Good. Uh, but he's a, a sweet guy and a good brother to work with.
0: Yeah, he is a precious brother and his wife is precious. So, uh, let's kind of, uh, we're going to, two more questions that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, they're not really on the top of my head because I'm looking at a question in front of me that I wrote down when it was on the top of my head. Um, so first off, how? what is the connection? What kind of, how has Restoration Church served the community of, of Columbia Heights and the Spanish speakers and uh, the community of, Restor, uh, sorry, IBSG? How have we served the church? And this, by the way, is this question is not intended to be self-serving. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back. I'm just trying to help us understand, and, and let me speak to the community of Restoration Church for a second. Restoration Church supports IBSG. Alejandro going to tell you how in a second. Mm-hmm. But part of that work we want you to understand is we see ourselves as intricately connected to this work. So our work as a church at Restoration, we would understand to be part of our work is to be doing ministry here through the hands and feet of the members of IBSG. So um, this is not intended to be self-serving, but more so to inform and inspire. Yeah. So... Alejandro, how has Restoration Church been helpful to the community and the church in particular?
1: Yeah, besides bringing us here, which is which was a huge help. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, so that's <laughs> if you're not here, there's yeah, no pastor, I, there's no exactly. ministry. Yeah, so, so that's you've a big been deal. involved into my life in in especially Joy, Nathan, and in the pastors, the elders at Restoration Church, involved into my life, like counseling and being there for. Whenever I feel disappointed or whatever, uh, depressed or discouraged, you've been there and supporting, praying for for each other. And that's that's especially for me, for my family as well. Remember when you guys helped us to have jackets and boots for the snow. (laughs) Because you didn't have any of those things. We don't use it in Venezuela. (laughs) Uh, So you helped us. Um, You gave us some... uh, um, Man, I remember those special pork ribs that when we first arrived, uh, (laughs) Sean gave us, and my daughter loved that ribs. We gave you food. Yeah, man, that's a lot. So you guys have been involved into my life and my wife's and uh, kids' lives, so our family is eternally grateful for the partnership. Uh, to the church especially uh, sending us with some of your own very members and you sent us with um, some of them Mm. and you've been there for us whenever we need you so uh, especially those socialists who read yeah. The emails, I, I can remember whenever we need something and I can email the social list, the social group, and you are always for us and many respond those emails, I, I have this, I have this, I can donate this, especially diapers, gift cards and uh, groceries, basic stuff that some of our members or the community need, need. and you are always, you were always there for us so we're eternally grateful for for serving the lord beside you and being sponsored by you by restoration church is a blessing to
0: us one of the greatest joys of my life brother so restoration church sir has served you doctrinally in training right? It has served you prayerfully. Yeah. It is almost almost every single Sunday we're praying for IBSG, it seems like anyway. Uh, so uh, in doctrine and in prayer, we've served you in your needs of life materially, yeah. no, not just you, but this community. Yeah. Yeah. So materially, uh, we've also served you with people, uh, given members, as you said. And uh, yeah, and also we've served it with a huge amount of money has gone in over yeah, here financially so, yeah financially
1: administratively uh you gave us some tutoring um especially Joy and catherine help us to yeah. to understand how to administer financially the church and you gave us uh, some training in, in yeah. that way
0: amen so so restoration church just so you know whatever i've lost the number but it's 13 14 of our investment strategy Our budget goes towards the nations we give away for the work of church planting and caring and even when you think about what is restoration doing for the poor well here you go right in our own city a huge chunk of that has gone to the poor of the Latino community right here just a couple miles from where we meet and so this is connected to that and this is one of the ways that your giving and your activity and your support and your prayer is impacting the nations through IBSG. That's why we wanted to expose this uh, to you. So uh, Alejandro, finally, brother, how can we give us one way uh, that we can pray for your work here? You've got a lot going on. You've got a lot going on. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) I'm tired uh, just listening to your life, but uh, what is one way that the Restoration Church, as they, as they finish this podcast and they hit end, that they can stop and just pray? How can they pray? One way.
1: Yeah, I will ask you guys to pray that the church will find people who will be um, evangelistically outward to the church, but especially for men who will like a renewed passion for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, Uh, that they they will uh, take care of the leadership, the elders, the deacons, the teachers in the church, that they will find Jesus as precious as He he is.
0: Amen. Amen. So pray for more leaders to carry the burdens, and in particular evangelistic uh, burdens of the the church, so that it would then allow you and Juan, uh, as well as your wives, to run faster. Uh, in the work. And so they need more leaders, and in particular, uh, evangelistically minded leaders okay. in the life of the church. Please pray for that. And speaking of which, we didn't even get to talking about the fact that Restoration Church, Lord willing, will soon have a great grand or a grandchild. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As you labor, you're already planning to plant a church, a Spanish speaking church over in, in Temple, Temple Hills. Hills. Yeah. So we got that. And also, IBSG is also a member of the TCT network, which we are also a part of. So many connections, so much going on, and so much need. So much need. As best we can tell, true or false, as best we can tell, in the District of Columbia, just inside of the of the limits, not outside the DMV area, just inside of the dim- limits of district, true or false, as best we can tell, uh, re- iglesia biblica sublime gracia is the only doctrinally healthy mission-minded church that we can find that's speaking spanish yes true 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 so guys so much to pray for and so much to uh, get to work on with alejandro to to plant more churches so that more spanish speakers in our city might be able to find a healthy church love brother i love you i thank god for you. you you are a joy to me an inspiration to me and so many others and uh, it is a joy to partner with you, brother. Look yeah. forward to how the Lord might move through us both Amen. in the coming years. Amen. All right. Say hasta luego.
1: Hasta la vista, hermanos. <laughs>
0: hasta mismo. So uh, I thank God for your restoration church. Thanks for taking this time. Do pray for IBSG. And uh, you'll know in the days ahead, and other ways we can serve them more directly. God bless you. See you soon.